When so much of life is about the big moments, it's the details in the all-new 2022 Grand Wagoneer that makes the small moments truly special. Take joy in American premium design with available walnut trims and technology, like the available 23-speaker Macintosh reference entertainment system, and with seating for up to eight, no detail is overlooked, because it's the details that make every journey grand. The Grand Wagoneer, Grand Adventures Return. Wagoneer is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to the Mist of Hope podcast. Nikki here, and today we're doing an episode in this series of Geeky Nikki. <laughs> I always told myself that there weren't any good words that rhymed with my name, Nikki. And I was like, Icky Nikki, ugh. Sticky Nikki, um, what else? Uh, just, I guess you can go with anything and it doesn't sound good. It doesn't mean anything that's good. But while um, thinking of ideas as to the content that I wanted to put out here and share with you, um, and also just share with myself because I think while I talk, <laughs> um, uh, is uh, I, I, I realized that that I wanted to share like a lot of geeky things and I was like oh my goodness the word geeky rhymes with Nikki and so I was super excited and um and that's why I named this episode geeky no uh this series geeky Nikki um though it's hard for me to say that without like sounding nasal <laughs> um so today's episode is uh about game design, um, specifically about um, going through the game design uh, or the, just a, the design loop um, the, for the first time. I haven't gone through it the second time yet. I mean, I'm kind of like entering towards that, but I've gotten through it at least one time, like officially, and it's so... Oh, I wanted to celebrate that and share with you guys what I've learned um, in going through it. So, what what do I mean by design and why game design and what types of games and what am I doing? Okay, um, what I mean by design is uh, in terms of creating um, a product, it can be applied to like services or to um, just you know, normal at-home projects, DIY stuff, can be applied to pretty much anything, or even just, like, concepts, philosophical things. Um, doesn't need to be something tangible, but in my case, it's, um, something that can be interacted with. Um, and so, it, it, I, in my case, it's game design, and specifically board game design. Um, uh, what are board games? If you don't know about the board game um, world right now, uh, it's more than Monopoly, more than Risk, more than Ticket to Ride. It's um, those are cl 
classics, um, but today there are billions of different board games, name it, on any theme, any mechanisms, any, for any types of players, like, video games are huge now, right? But they're more, um, they're more class, like, categorized and, like, within their boxes. There aren't really many video games that go between genres and between categories, um, but the board games are more, like, mixed, and, and to be honest with you, I find them more mentally, physically, and socially challenging. I love board, uh, video games, uh, specifically I love retro video games, but to me they can be a little bit, like, repetitive and, um, and kind of lacking in terms of innovation and in terms of challenging, like, thought processes and challenging strategies and challenging social interaction and dynamics and possibilities that could come out um, from one play of a simple board game. Whereas a video game, is, there's so much work behind it, but then the gameplay itself, um, it doesn't translate as much. While the video board games are more like emergent narrative, which I want to uh, talk about in another episode, but uh, maybe next episode I'll go into that. But emergent narrative is when you don't necessarily lead the narration, like as the author or the creator of the game. Um, you're not telling people, this is what is happening to you, and then this and then that. You're just kind of creating the parameters and the environment and facilitating the players to create their own stories with their experience in playing the games. Um, so... Uh, I want to go into that in an, in another episode. For this episode, I wanted to um, talk about my first time going through the design loop. What is the design loop? And so for the game design um, loops, there are two. Uh, the first one is the iterative design loop. So that means um, that you're constantly iterating and making changes. So you start with... Um, an, an, uh, an idea, right? You have an idea, you get inspired, and then you're like, alright, you refine that idea, you you think of your um, your parameters, the, the constrictions, but also the challenges and, and, and what your vision is for the experience that you want. Uh, to elicit and to facilitate with that game, um, and once you've you've you're satisfied enough with that um, vision, and you think it can be made into a prototype, uh, you go into prototyping, and in prototyping, you're not making it beautiful, um, which is very challenging, because uh, you just you know you're making it for the first time in a way that it's outside of your head and you're like oh my gosh this is exciting and I'm making this like this like and it's better than I imagined but then prototyping is just about making it functional so that you can go into the next stage which is uh, playtesting and playtesting is what it says you test it by playing it whether you start with yourself which I've done I start with myself and I just try to play it on my own and try to to take on like different player personas and then 
once you're ready and you think that it's ready and you you have understood your game enough to be able to explain it and teach it to others, then you play test with others. Um, and I'm going to start with my close family and close friends, the ones that I think this game will cater to and they will enjoy it. So um, they're going to be my target audience uh, testing this. And then you go into the next phase, which is... Uh, Oh, I also want to play test with my mastermind group um, of game designers, uh, one of the publishers that that uh, we love. Um, and so after play test, each playtesting session, you have the evaluation time. There's like a debriefing on, okay, how was it? What could be improved? What was fun for you? Um, what were the emotions that came out and why? Um, and for what could be improved, what, you know, uh, what solutions could be there for that, and what possibilities, and how would that impact the, the next iteration. And so you go back into conceptualizing and thinking of creative solutions for the things that came up during gameplay that were observed by you and or the players, and you think, okay, um, uh, this was a little bit rocky, how can I fix it? Okay, I will put this component in there, or I will change up this component, or I will refine this mechanism to be simpler, or make it a little bit more complex to be more challenging. Or if it's a, if it's a non-cooperative game, then, then I need to make sure that the balance is actually there, that, you know, that the players don't feel overly powerful or overly weak. Um, and so, a lot of things go into that, but one by one you just take one idea and try to solve it and see if it works. You go into the next iteration by solving just one problem, not one problem, but one matter at a time, um, so that you can really see uh, the different variables uh, affecting each other and and how they cor correlate or how they... Um, the dynamics are between the variables because if you mix in too many at once if you try to fix everything at once and go into the next iteration like that it's hard for you to see which aspect was actually the one that contributed to the player's experiences and their feedback um, and so yeah it, it is a kind of like flow between the designer and interacting with the game and creating or recreating the game and then the players experiencing that creation for themselves, and then uh, communicating back to the designer as to what could be better, or if everything was awesome, then what specifically was awesome. Um, my experience in actually going through this loop at least once now as a game designer, oh, it's strange to call myself that, but I love it, um, as a game designer, my experience is, it's very challenging um, because there's a lot of fear involved in the sense that, you know, your vision is your baby and then you're trying to translate it to something that people can experience and you experience it in your head and you have this vision, but then, you know, you're happy kind of with a prototype, but then the playtest, something goes wrong and you need to or something isn't quite fitting and working and you need to kind of detach yourself from the game and from your baby and be like okay let's not take this personally and let's just try to think um, 
in a solution-oriented way and try to see this from as much an objective angle as possible and try to come up with ideas that could actually work and that could refine and, and make it better because, I mean, that's what we all want, right? And that's the reason why we're playtesting, to make things better and not to, you know, steal the idea or not to break the core of it. Um, and so that has been apparent to me, the challenge of it, but it is, the experience itself is very um, rewarding if you go through the loop. My hardest... Um, step to 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 go up on in, in the phases of the design loop was um, the prototyping one because um yeah i had to learn on a new software to generate uh, to make the cards for my game and then export them into another software <laughs> which i was still learning on um and so it was a lot of like learning uh learning curves that i had to overcome but also just having something tangible out there that people can see and experience but also you know break and put down and hurt you with it's very scary just like this podcast and me sharing my heart pretty much and myself um but i mean if we're not doing that at least i told myself if i'm not doing that what's the point to living anyway um and so I encourage you, if there's something creative, something that is on your heart, something that you've been wanting to do or make or get to, um, just take one tiny next step, the tiniest next step that you can take, and keep on taking the tiniest next step, and sometimes you need to stop and breathe and and look at the last steps that you took, and just um, take it in and rest, and then keep on taking the next tiny next steps, and before you know it you'll have gone through the loop and you'll go through it again and you'll and you'll be on this upward spiral that um will just make you better and and help you grow and then impact the world for the better as well thank you um for listening until next time